The news out of Ottawa is that police there are going to deploy a quote-unquote surge of about 150 extra police officers to the areas of that city that are most affected by the protest against COVID-19 mandates. It's been going on for days and days now. You may be asking yourself, why is it taking this long? The police chief of Ottawa, Peter Slowly, says the patrolling officers will be focused on dealing with mischief, hate, harassment, threats, other intimidating behaviors. And police also say that as many as 2,000 additional protesters could be headed to the city this weekend. They also anticipate as many as 1,000 counter-protesters. Police are asking counter-protesters to stay away. And as we watch what's happening in Ottawa, we are also expecting, of course, uh, some kind of convoy to hit here at uh, in Toronto and at Queen's Park. And there's discussions about how this city, how the city of Toronto will react. There has been much criticism of the Ottawa police, some describing the Ottawa police as giving a masterclass in how not to handle a demonstration like this. Eric Kennedy is assistant professor of disaster and emergency management at York University and joins me. I, thanks so much for being here. Uh, give me your assessment of how Ottawa police have handled this so far. Thanks so much for having me. And obviously this is a complex situation with lots of moving parts. And so we don't want to paint it with a simple brush. At the same time, I think it has been confronting for some to see how this has played out. Uh, confronting in terms of watching some of uh, perhaps the unevenness that we've seen uh, between the approaches to different kinds of protest movements, um, and as well hearing some of the statements from the police themselves around their ability or at times their self-stated inability to intervene in particular situation. So it's certainly a complex situation, um, but there's uh, lots of criticism about uh, how it has played out. One of the things that jumped out to me yesterday is hearing John Tory, the mayor of Toronto, say, well, I can't direct the police to do anything. And then people just said, immediately said, well, what about when police were directed to clear homeless encampments in the city? Wasn't like how uh, there seems to be a disconnect between these things. Yeah, I think that that's one of the things that people have found very striking to watch in this situation. We know this from statistics, of course. There are ways to research the phenomenon of how police respond to uh, different kinds of protests. And out of the United States in particular, we have um, some pretty solid data that this is not done evenly based on the topic. Depending on what the protest is and who is protesting, it garners a very different police response. But it's another thing to see this play out in practice. I think for many Canadians, we've watched over the past few years, the response by police to homeless communities, to indigenous protesters, to environmental protesters, and seen a very particular way of engaging with these protests and these communities, a more aggressive posture. And so uh, it's very striking and it cuts at some of the sort of criticisms that it's just a hypothetical argument about how it's handled when it's a different group. Is this just about who is protesting here? Is that your, is that your assessment? Well, so there are a number of different theories that have been posited by researchers and activists around what's going on. Um, one is that, of course, we know there are racial dimensions to policing and that there isn't always a, an equitable response depending on the race of who's involved and who's being policed. Another aspect, of course, is the ideology or the particular views of the protest. This has been raised as a, a possible cause of some of the disparity. And we've seen 
I would say, a heterogeneity, a, a real diversity of police views from some police officers posing for pictures and seemingly supportive of this protest to others perhaps being more critical. But there are also questions too about um, the sort of internal politics and inner workings of how all this plays out and the dimensions of, of the sort of internal administration of this particular police department and um, the choices that are being made. So I think we have to look at all of those variables and understanding it, but it doesn't paint a very uh, positive picture, no matter how they're added up. I, I'm still shaking my head as I think a lot of Canadians are when we hear Peter slowly, the Peter, the police chief of Ottawa, say there might not be a policing solution to this. I mean, how is how is that possible? We have we have lawbreakers in the city of uh, in the city of Ottawa, propane tanks being stocked up. I mean, how is there not a policing solution? Yeah, I think it's really important to understand the two sides of of this piece, and I I mean that in terms of um, first that when uh, folks making arguments about defunding the police or moving responsibilities away from the police, make those arguments. Often a criticism is something along the lines of, well, you're really going to need police when there's something violent happening or when there's a threat happening. And so on one hand, it's really striking that when there does seem to be a threat and when the police themselves are saying that there's a risk of violence, this is actually the reason they're using for not getting engaged. Sometimes they offer that as, as a defense of why policing is so important. And then when the rubber meets the road, it seems like it's being used as an argument against interference here. The other piece, of course, though, is, is the more fundamental question of whether policing can solve these kinds of problems. Of course, there are roles for uh, policing today in terms of making sure ambulances can move around and protecting people from direct harms. But I think something that we know in our heart of hearts is that um, it, policing the situation or, or seeing a similar level of violence against these protesters as we've seen against other protesters isn't going to fix anything fundamental either. So I think it's important to keep both of those in mind. There's an inconsistency in the arguments that the police are making when they use threatening situations to argue for their importance and then disappear when those threatening situations occur. But also this need for us to have a conversation as society about how we can perhaps figure out the root causes here rather than trying to police our way out of um, polarization or other sorts of, of political ills more broadly and over the longer term. Speaking with Eric Kennedy, who is an assistant professor of disaster and emergency management at York University. And, and a last question, as we uh, discussed the news today, a surge of about 150 extra police officers into the city of Ottawa. Obviously, we're anticipating the protest to come to Toronto over the course of the weekend. Let's talk about Ottawa it, you know, if you're in a room advising the police chief and the police administration in that city, what needs to be done going forward? So I think there are some principles that would really carry the response a long way and that are important to garnering public trust. Um, if the police want to maintain a role in society, part of what they need to demonstrate is an impartiality and a balance in how they respond to different events. And so I would remind them that there seems to be a lot of eyes on how this is being handled and that it's really important to um, show that there aren't favorites being played in terms of particular people or particular movements. Another aspect that's important um, is to show that uh, there's an ability to de-escalate situations. Over the past several years, we've seen criticisms of policing in general that tend to 
uh, highlight the ways that police can escalate the danger and the consequences rather than de-escalate it. For instance, the discourse and discussions around police responding to mental health calls and how these calls can often end in tragedy when they should end in someone getting medical help. What we would want to see from the police here is for them to demonstrate an ability to de-escalate situations and to do that for all protesters and all kinds of groups, rather than resorting to violence for some and more of what seems to be a spirit of collegiality for others. Uh, Eric, great to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks so much for having me and take care. Eric Kennedy is Assistant Professor of Disaster and Emergency Management at York University.